With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now, and uh, we got some updates here on the wildfire smoke plume or haze or whatever. Really a mess, real problem up in the uh, northeast of the country. So you've got Canadian wildfires. I think there are 250, they said, different ones burning right now. It seems a lot like a lot more than what I had anticipated. Um, so there's there's a bunch of small fires, so many of them. Yeah, according to the New York Times here, 250 fires were burning out of control as of early Wednesday. So there's a smog warning for Quebec, uh, parts of Quebec and Ontario, and it's causing all kinds of chaos in New York right now. You have... Uh, two major league baseball games have been canceled. I-, I can imagine you don't really want to be up there in the stands having a a hot dog and a Miller Lite, most likely, uh, and drinking it and, and hanging out, and you feel like you're just breathing in acrid fumes. That's not good. So two major, major league baseball games have been canceled. Uh, a bunch of theater productions have been canceled as well. Governor Kathy Hochul, who inspires confidence during a crisis in absolutely no one. I, I don't think there is a person. I don't even think there's a Democrat. You could say, oh, yeah, Governor Hochul, she's great. Um, She's called the worsening air quality an emergency crisis. Thanks for that, Governor Hochul. People can't leave their homes and breathe the air, but she's there to tell you that, you know, this is bad. Bad. Okay. Um, this is for a lot of people also a moment where they're seeing the one ineptitude of the, the leadership that's supposed to be able to handle things like a crisis like this. Also, there are people walking around, uh, wearing masks. So there's a little bit of a COVID throwback with that. Uh, the theater productions for Hamilton, Camelot, and a Shakespeare in the Park production of Hamlet. Oh man, that actually sounds like that'd be fun. Um, 
and the Yankees and the Liberty for the WNBA. Anyway, flights have been that's all been canceled. Flights into New York have been delayed by a few hours because of visibility. It's it's a big mess. Okay, it's a big problem. Not something anybody would have expected. I, I remember. I think one of my brothers was trying to come back from Europe at a time when the Iceland. Some of you will recall this. Was it Iceland that had the volcanic eruption? And it was a giant volcanic ash cloud in the sky that was so big that planes couldn't fly for a while. So if you were on the other side of the Atlantic, you were kind of stuck for a bit uh, because of all the air traffic control issues that that caused. So natural disasters are a thing that that happen. We've this has been, you know, open the Bible, right? I mean, this has been a thing that has happened all throughout our human history and uh sometimes the earth decides to remind us all that we are uh we are guests on uh, on the earth in a sense we we live at nature's whim in some ways and here we have the democrats instead of just saying all right think about how you could focus on what could be done here combating the fires i know the biden administration sent sent up i think a few hundred firefighters to help, but the the single most important thing would be combating the fires. And then you maybe would also get into, when you're talking about leadership response to this, you would get into, okay, um, how do we make sure this has the most minimal health impact and disruption on the people that are affected by this as possible? I, I'm, I told you I'm going to be with uh, Carrie's family. Uh, hanging out, barbecuing uh, out in North Carolina. Looking forward to that. I My understanding is that this smoke monster is going to spread even further, so you might have poor air quality. I know already Pennsylvania, I think, is being affected, and, and it's getting down more toward D.C., um, but the, the this could spread further along the uh, into the Midwest and the, and the mid-Atlantic states of, of, uh, of the East Coast. So this is a real problem. It's a real issue. What does the what do the Democrats do right away? I said it yesterday, and I know that people said, oh, but they're already I hadn't looked at their responses yet, but I knew, oh, climate change. It's climate change. Uh, think think about that leap of of deduction here. Think about the analysis. You'd have to say, well, it's all it's June. It's already so dry in this part of Canada because of a theoretical one degree Celsius rise in global temperature that UN climate panel experts estimate is going to occur probably, but not certainly, over something like the next 50 to 100 years. That has caused the dry to, not the poor forestry management. We had firefighters calling in yesterday. What were they saying? They don't, you know, the, the environmentalist wackos in all these different places, they don't want any logging. They don't want any clearing of brush. They don't want, you know, if you're, if you're sending in men with hard hats and chainsaws, the lib environmentalists get upset. Oh my gosh, the tree has feelings. The tree has feelings. They don't like that. They don't want to hear that. Right. They don't want to hear the buzz, uh, the buzz of the chainsaws. Or the machinery necessary to clear the underbrush. So what do you, you have super dense, super packed forests now because of this. And this is why I bring up, it's, it is a fascinating, but 
boring. I shouldn't say boring. That's that's the wrong word. A fascinating but dense read. Seeing like a state. Some of you will recall. I've talked about this before, and it's a book by James uh, James Scott, where he talks about how efforts to improve, bringing experts together to improve humanity, have in so many at so many different periods created just catastrophe. And and the biggest problem is when you have a top down, a theoretical belief based approach to something, you know, like climate change. And then that pushes all the decision making down, not the people at the ground level, not the people at the local level, not those who are dealing with the reality of it. Uh, and there's a whole section of the OK, there's a whole section of the book. I, you know, I've I've read it. I, I'd, rec- I'd recommend it to anybody who wants to see. But the best one is when they talk about the German forestry, um, German forestry efforts of I think it's the mid or late 19th century where, you know, German scientists, forestry, agricultural scientists say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make super efficient tree growing our thing. And so they say, forget about just planting and, and encouraging the growth of trees and the ecosystem around them. We're going to, we're only going to plant one type of tree. We're going to line up that tree one after another in, you know, in perfect little plots spaced apart. And what they found out is, yeah, okay, that sounds theoretically mathematically like a good idea, but then you don't have the biodiversity you need to deal with different uh, infestations and fungus and insects that come in and wipe out all the trees. And you don't support the undergrowth necessary for the healthiest soil. And it's a total disaster. The smartest, the smartest scientist, though, thought in Germany at the time this was going to be a great idea. They were wrong. So the climate scientists, guess what? They're very wrong. We We have... Some of the freak out over this. I want to share this with you. Clip 23 is the libs losing their minds, not because we can't breathe the air. You know, that's a real thing to be upset about. They're losing their minds over the climate change. Play it. The fires are burning hotter. They're burning faster over the years. What kind of role does climate change play in all this? Well, it's just a hotter, drier place, particularly because of climate change. This is why the president has made climate change a priority. We have a lot of work to do to reverse the destruction of climate change. The vast majority of young Republicans are coming around to the reality of climate change. It is impossible to not put this in the category of some form of meaningful climate change is happening in this world. We're the first generation to really feel the effects of climate change and the last one to be able to do anything meaningful about it. Last one to do anything meaningful. If we don't do more for climate change in the next 10 years, we're all it's all going to fall apart. Man, I wish there was a way. I got a great way to make money. We create an exchange where I can put up I can put up cash and the bet would be, are the same voices, not even just the same political party, the same voices in 10 years going to be saying, we only have 10 more years before the climate crisis is too much. I would put, for me, a very substantial portion of, I'd put all the money I don't need to pay my monthly bills into that into that account, I think. Because, of course, they're going to be saying this in 10 years. Every 10 years, if this is the last 10 years we have. Couldn't be any more straightforward what the propaganda effect is of all of this. But Bernie Sanders, Bernie's out there talking climate change. 
Uh, because remember, if you're somebody who believes that the state should have all of the real control of wealth, if you're, I mean, Bernie's really a commie. He says he's a socialist, but he's honeymooned in Moscow when it was the Soviet Union. He chose that for his honeymoon. What else do you have to know? But here's a guy who, if he thought it was politically saleable, would be a full-on, full-blown, if there was an American Communist Party that could still get some support. There is an American Communist Party, but it never really, no one pays attention to it because it's become the Democrat Party. Uh, Bernie Sanders would be a full-on open communist. But here he is talking about climate change. Play 24. What you're looking at is major forest fires in Canada, which are a direct result of climate change and the dryness of the forests. I got bad news for you. It's only going to get worse. And our job now is to do everything that we can to wake up this Congress, to wake up the American people, to demand that we fundamentally transform our energy system away from fossil fuel, cut carbon emissions significantly, not only here in the United States, in China, all over the world, or else we're not going to have much of a planet to leave to our kids and future generations. So let's stand together. And I hope my colleagues here in D.C., the Congress, are breathing the air. Carbon emissions, let's stand together. But if you notice any similarity between Fauci and Bernie in either, um, uh, you know, what do you call it, impersonation or just listening to them, it's because they come from, the, they're, both from uh, they're both from Brooklyn. So that's an old school, a little bit of an old school Brooklyn accent that they, they carry on. And uh, that's why, uh, anyway, put that aside for a second. Bernie's doing his his best here to pretend like this is something that is going to result in anything. They're just propagandizing people. They're trying to tell them, we have to do, what are we going to do? Let's ask the real question. Okay, Bernie, what do you want to do? You want to just continue to pretend that we don't need fossil fuels for the advanced civilization that we currently enjoy? where we stand on the shoulders of geniuses in order to have lives of productivity and luxury that even a few generations ago would have been unthinkable, unthinkable anywhere in the world. It's the dumbest thing that Democrats are all made to at least pretend they believe in in, some, in so many ways. It's, it is so absurd, but it, it also is bothersome because, remember, you can't have, when a crisis hits, Yes, crisis is an opportunity, right? The uh, the old cliche, but it's cliches exist for a reason. It's very true. They see this as an opportunity to push greater control over your life and an enlarged government to do more pointless and even destructive things. It should be an opportunity to say, what the heck is going on with these places run by leftists, whether it's California or Canada, and the massive forest fires that they can't control? How do we stop that? Because if the answer is you have to pay higher gas prices so the global temperature changes a little bit in a 100 years, that is crazy. There's no other word you can really use to describe it accurately. That is nuts. Well, I guess that's a different word, but same idea. Same idea. Uh, I really lose it with them on this one. Computers are sophisticated technology. They carry a lot of information. They store numerous documents, contacts, and photos. No matter how many you load, but they're not indestructible. Like anything else, they can break and fail. And if that happens, it's often at the most inconvenient time. So do yourself a favor and back up the data you have on your computer while it's working beautifully. The company to rely on for this is iDrive. 
Their online cloud-based backup storage systems are second to none. You download their data and then schedule how often you want to regularly back up the data that's on your computer. Once you've done that, anytime you need to recall the data on your computer, you can go online from a different computer and access your most recent download. It's super convenient. iDrive's data backups have military-grade encryption, meaning it's secure, and only you can access it with your password. Not to mention iDrive is a PC Mag winner eight years in a row as the best cloud backup solution for everyone, consumers, and businesses. Plans start at less than $7 a month. Use my name, Buck, as the promo code at checkout for 90% off for the first year. That's iDrive.com, iDrive.com, and my name, Buck, for that 90% off. Losing work or memory stored on your computers or other devices can be a nightmare, but you don't have to worry about it with iDrive. Protect your time and your memories. Go to iDrive.com. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. 
Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up here in a moment, I, I want to talk to you all a bit about RFK Jr. and what he said when he was at the uh, U.S.-Mexico border. Um, I'm I'm open to learning more about, about his positions. As I've said, the only thing about RFK Jr. that I can say definitively at this point where I know he's very good, very solid, is on the madness of COVID lockdowns and the forced vaccination of millions and millions of Americans. And it, it's just, it's monstrous that that was done to us and there's still no accountability for it not even political accountability never mind i i think that there should be it should have been something looked at in uh, in the criminal realm in a whole bunch of different ways but that's one approach to all this so i i give him full credit for being right on that meanwhile democrats a little bit of mask nostalgia up in the northeast as they're strapping masks on because of the poor air quality here's eric adams talking about it's climate change and Wear a mask. Play 20. If you must go outdoors, uh, please put on a mask, uh, N95 mask, uh, as we have recommended. New Yorkers should take precautions to protect their health and the health of others. Stay indoors, stay safe, and mask up if you are outside. We clearly understand that these uh, crises that we're facing around our health is something we're going to have to deal with. Um, Climate change is real. And we must be prepared as we are uh, dealing with the issues that come from climate change. Climate change. That's what's causing all the problems. Now, Matt, if, if you've ever worked on a job site and you've been somewhere where, you know, air quality, what did we always think of? As, it's interesting to me. Who, who knew what N95 masks were other than people in the in the medical world? But from their day to day. Like where where were people getting these N95 masks? This whole idea early on was people that were trying to, as a part of their job, filter out particles in the air because you know whether it's sawdust or any number of different things. Yeah, masks can help with that, right? Masks masks will work on that stuff. So, oh, uh, but of course, climate change. It's climate change. Thousands of small businesses have benefited from Innovation Refund's expertise. This is the company specializing in helping companies file for an IRS refund as part of the employee retention credit known as the ERC. Innovation Refunds has already completed over 17,000 returns for many kinds of businesses that might be just like yours. Construction, retail, restaurants, bars, hotels, and so many more. Are you a small business owner who started filing for the ERC tax credit and got stuck halfway? It's understandable. The process can be complicated or you may not have anyone with experience to navigate it for you. Innovation Refunds can help you finish today. Go to their website, getrefunds.com, to start the process, and you could be on your way to receiving money for your business. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Innovation Refunds has already helped clients claim over $5 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. Go to getrefunds.com or download the app from the App Store today. Again, that website is GetRefunds.com. When I was talking to folks at the uh, live event we did at our affiliate in St. Louis, one of the things that came up a lot was they said, uh, take, a, take a look at RFK Jr. Um, 
And I know Clay interviewed him, and so you heard that interview on the show. And we're going to invite him back on because his numbers uh, are growing uh, among Democrats. And a lot of Republicans find him to be an interesting uh, component, interesting voice in the mix here at this stage of the presidential, early, early stage of the presidential election. Um, And there's my thing with him is up to this point is I just need to know what his positions are on a whole range of things. Uh, He was good on helping to clean up the Hudson River, which I grew up next to in New York City. And uh, Hudson River is beautiful. I'm a I'm a big proponent of the Hudson River. So he helped clean up the Hudson River. I know he's an environmental lawyer. I have heard some things in the past from him uh, about climate change that made me say, ah, you know, gave me a big big moment of uh not just pause but i essentially said the kind of things that would make me write a person off as being sane uh and in a leadership capacity would be a terrible idea but my understanding is he has moderated that backed off some of that at this point people change their minds on things over time okay i want to hear him out i want to hear out where he is on these things does he think that the forest fires are caused by climate change for example and that that's the way we should be focused on the imminent climate change issue as trees are burning and people can't breathe in, you know, northeastern United States, New England, New York, etc. You know, I'd want to ask him that. So we're going to invite him back on. I can ask him some of these questions. As I've said, on COVID, it's just going to be mostly a high five session because I'm going to say, sir, thank you for speaking the truth about it and, and being a voice that realized that the lockdowns were insane and the forced vaccination was crazy. And so I gave him full credit on all that. But another thing that he has brought to the table here and, uh, and is it's interesting to see how this is going to develop. He was down at the border. You know, Ron DeSantis um, on the border issue, or I should say on the illegal immigration issue, came up in the last 24 hours because he's sending, Florida has sent some of these uh, private, uh, well, chartered flights with migrants to California. In the meantime, RFK Jr., has visited the border just outside of Yuma, Arizona. I wanted you to hear what he had to say about this, because this is a big weak spot for the Biden administration. Play seven. People have come across right here from 117 nations in the last couple of years. In three years, in total, 7 million people have come across the border illegally into our country. And from here, they're put on these buses and they're brought to the Border Patrol station where they're processed. After four or five days, they're released on their own reconnaissance into our country, and most of them are never seen or heard from again. This is not a good thing for our country. It's not a good thing for these people, and it is unsustainable. Unsustainable, he says. The situation under the, under the Biden administration and the border, which is completely true, and not a thing that as a Democrat someone is allowed to say. So I thought this was interesting. Um, interesting to be sure. I want to take, uh, to, to close us out here, uh, for the last segment of the day, probably get to some RFK Jr. calls for anyone out there who has strong feelings or thoughts, uh, pro or con to, uh, call in 800-282-2882. Uh, but what he's talking about here and, and what's going on in Yuma specifically, I think it's very interesting. Uh, Kennedy, during his visit, um, saw what he called a dystopian nightmare. This is all reported on by the Daily Mail. 
He met local farmers in the border community who have been impacted by the surge in migrant crossings. I had never heard this, and this is, uh, and I spent a lot of time reading about, thinking about, and have spent substantial time down at the border itself. But Yuma County provides 90% of the green leafy vegetables, like iceberg lettuce, arugula, spinach, and broccoli, to American tables between November and April. The tsunami of migrants walking across farm fields and defecating in irrigation canals threatens the safety of that food supply. Last year, one of their, this is in an interview, this is what Kennedy said in an interview that's quoted here in the Daily Mail. Last year, one of their neighbors had to plow under 88 acres of broccoli and personally absorb the $10,000 per acre cost after migrants tainted the irrigation canal so what we're talking about here is that the massive inflow of illegal migrants violating our laws violating our sovereignty in places like arizona and and in uh, in yuma uh, more specifically are using irrigation canals as open air toilets and those irrigation canals are responsible for a whole lot in Arizona and for nationwide, a whole lot of the leafy greens that end up on your table that you eat. And you have to be worried, obviously, about the financial impact of farmers, but also about the contamination issue here. This is what this is from what RFK. I'm sitting here. I'm saying, okay, here's a guy who sees the border crisis. We it's not just some theoretical what a mess this is. There are severe consequences for the country, short-term and long-term, financial, security, rule of law related, and as we see, it even affects the food supply. And so I give him credit for going down and, and bringing up this issue. One thing that I think we need to hear from all of the Republicans running right now, what is the plan for the border? And that doesn't just, okay, let's just say we're going to hear about whether it's finishing the wall or or creating more security and, and resources at the border. No, no. What do we do with the 7 million illegals who have entered the country in the last three years? I want an answer to that question. That's what I would like to know. And then what do we do with the 20 million or so illegals who are still in the country nationwide? What is the policy going to be? Are we going to see E-Verify? Ron DeSantis signed an E-Verify law here in Florida. And despite what the critics say, it has not resulted in a full-on societal collapse in Florida. Everything here is still, the biggest problem is very expensive because everybody wants to live here all of a sudden. Trust me. It's a problem. But, you know, the it's not like, oh, my gosh, there's an E-Verify law. Now no one, every all these horrible things are going to happen. No. So do you want a nationwide E-Verify law from the Republicans? If you don't change the incentive structure to come here illegally, you're going to see millions and millions and millions more. One thing I think is interesting is we're so worried about Title 42 going away, and we had been, and there was a surge there. It got up to 10,000 a day. It's dropped down a little bit, but my, my thesis on this, or my theory on this had been, uh, 
there's always the, the possibility that we're basically at the max inflow of illegals, even with Title 42, meaning they figure they could get into the country anyway. So it's not like Title 4. They already had 7 million come in the last three years. Uh, how effective was Title 42? Obviously not very effective. So it didn't make as much of a difference as we had been led to believe anyway. But this is a major failing of the Biden administration. What's crazy, perhaps, I shouldn't say crazy, but important to remember, they don't view it as a failure. They view this as they're getting what they want, which is creating massive Democrat future voter constituencies. Because the Democrats are the party that are encouraging the illegal immigration, and they will be the party that wants to take your tax dollars and your community's resources and your money that you are paying under threat of going to prison, by the way, as a taxpayer. They're taking your money to pay for all of this. They're taking your money to move them around the country, to house them, to give them health care, to give them food, all of it. Did the American people even really get asked about this before it happened? No. In fact, the Democrat Party just lies about the reality of it so that they're not held accountable. The only way there could be real accountability, which is politically. So, RFK Jr., I like what he says at the border. Okay, put that in the column. I like what he says on COVID. I like what he says about the border. Let's see what else I like what he says about. You know what I mean. That wasn't really. You get what I'm saying. I was trying to follow through there. Um. I was at a couple of airports this week when I got to visit our affiliate out in St. Louis. And one thing you notice in airports, the phone charging stations. It may look like a good solution for those of us with less than 20% power on our cell phones, especially if your boarding pass is on your phone. But resist the urge to use these charging stations. One report after another says these stations can be compromised with malware. That's the kind of virus that gets into your phone and allows a cyber thief to grab hold of your personal information. And that's what leads to online identity theft. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name, for instance. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it with you. They do this all day, every day. And know the shortcuts to save you hours of angst and frustration. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with my name, Buck, as your promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code Buck for 25% off. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I wanted to have a moment here um, because I was talking about the historical uh, track record of the climate apocalypse lunatics over over time, certainly over my lifetime, last 10 years, last 20 years, last 50 years. And the team pointed out to me that um, a fantastic analysis of this, of the repeated Apocalyptic lies from the environmentalist movement comes from none other, none other than Rush Limbaugh. Here he is back in 2011 talking about how they just switch from one lie to another to another and they don't care. Play it. Back in the 70s, 80s, we had to get rid of Freon. We had to stop using aerosol spray cans because that was creating the hole in the ozone. Folks, it was the panic over the ozone hole was as big a panic as any of you who remember any panic associated with global warming. I mean, it was big. They had maps. They had charts. They showed us how big the hole was. And it was going to lead to skin cancers. And it was going to lead to global warming. It was going to lead. Oh, it was it was going to be an absolute disaster. And the hole was getting bigger. And they finally found out it was aerosol. So people started making jokes about spraying right guard was causing an ozone hole. Now, of course, back then, I, your host, as big a skeptic then as now, and I laughed at it. What are you, are you really trying to tell us? Do you really want us to believe that aerosol spray cans 
are causing a hole in atmospheric ozone. And they were dead serious. They recently measured the ozone hole's the same size, and it fluctuates. It changes in size year to year. If the measurements are correct, we can basically no longer say we understand how ozone holes come into being. But it was the same hoax, the same tactic, the same technique. It was the same. In fact, the New York Times in January of 2010 had a story on the ozone hole is mending. That hole, the Earth's ozone layer, slowly mending, considered a big victory for environmental policymakers. But in a new report, scientists say there's a downside. The repair may contribute to global warming. So a year ago, the hole was reducing, but that was causing global warming. Before the ozone hole, it was acid rain. And then it was nuclear winter. And it went from global warming to compact fluorescent light bulbs. I'm telling you, every aspect of it is a lie. Every environmental claim, every one that's apocalyptic, it's a lie. Full-fledged, 100% through and through. Absolutely true, and we know that what Rush said is absolutely true, because where's the apocalypse? Never happens. Eventually, they have to walk some of this stuff back. They'll say, oh, it's not really the ozone, but it's really CO2. And then they just switch to the next one. Largely because these are people, uh, if you're looking for people who can be easily brainwashed, and this actually comes from the literature on totalitarian states and brainwashing, um, you have to find someone who is, uh, as Hannah Arendt called them, an atomized subject, so a person who feels disconnected doesn't mean they're alone doesn't mean they live in a cabin by themselves way out in the woods it just means they feel disconnected from the society around them and then lack purpose and meaning in their day-to-day people who lack purpose and meaning are easy to pick off for propagandists and that is what and, and demagogues and totalitarians and this is why you see within the leftist movement the environmentalist climate change wackos same people that were masking alone in cars, same people who say um, men can get pregnant. It's all because they are susceptible. Their psychology, their emotional state, they are susceptible to these kinds of extreme and dishonest messages. Um, we got some calls in. Let's see. We Let's get to uh, Debbie in another a lot of North Carolina love on the show. I'm just that's who's calling in Debbie in North Carolina. What's going on? Hi, Buck. Um, hey. Thank you so much for filling such an enormous hole left by Rush Limbaugh. Um, to get to the point, um, there is a town in North Carolina called Canton, and today um, the people who work at the paper mill are losing their jobs because the factory is closing. That's the reason Donald Trump walked down that escalator. That's the reason that he became our president, because he cared about the regular people of the men and women and children of America, you know, he would have been, he, he was a great president to me. I mean, he accomplished so many things. He would have even been greater had those investigation, all of those investigations never come to fruition. And my question is, um, as far as Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis, once all of those investigations were proven wrong, bogus, where were they um, in support of him? They weren't. 
none of them came out in support of Donald Trump um, afterwards. And I just, I have no respect for that. You know, I just don't. Debbie, thank you for calling in. Um, uh, well, look, we, we may have, it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, we're hoping we may actually get Mike Pence on the show tomorrow. So here's what I'll say to all of you. Send me, go to clayandbuck.com, become a VIP, send in questions, and maybe I can get a couple of questions from the audience for Pence. Uh, you can also send me your thoughts on uh, on Twitter, at Buck Sexton. Um, we're, it's not confirmed yet, but we're trying to get Pence for tomorrow. So now's a good time. If you have thoughts or questions or anything, send them my way. Send them to the team. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Talk to you then. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.